Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnur Kabir, and I run away from my problems. This week, we pull out our, we pull from our favorite Uncle Ben, and we talk about how with great power comes great responsibility. I have the coffee in hand today. The reason it's almost done is because, well, technology is great, but sometimes it's not so great. Uh, with responsibility, there is fault, jumping into it. Uh, the big who done it, who is at fault, where is Waldo, all of these questions and issues, we love talking about fault. We love pointing fingers and we love blaming people. Yeah, we love pointing fingers and we love blaming people, sometimes even ourselves, and it's absolutely hilarious. All of the finger pointing, all the blame shifting, all the getting mad, all the everything. It is super funny and it's usually a point of contention in all of our favorite mysteries shows. Again, who done it? But here's the thing. Fault isn't important. Fault doesn't really matter most of the time. What matters is responsibility, action, the steps forward. If someone breaks your heart, first off, grow a pair. Uh, I'm kidding. Second off, it's not them that has to worry about putting all the pieces back together. Sure, it may objectively be their fault, well, it, it could be your fault that they left. I, I, I don't know. That's not what I'm here to talk about. Uh, the pieces are your responsibility to put back together. And this isn't always some motivational, super inspirational, chub and pants type of thing. Sometimes it sucks. But the problem is that it's true. You need to take responsibility for the things that happen in your life. If someone hits you with their car, that is their fault. Yes, but screaming at them that it's their fault isn't going to help anyone. It's your responsibility, unfortunately, to live with the injuries. It's also your responsibility to make sure they pay the hospital bill because, well, it was their fault. And, and there's the contradictory statement of the episode, always got to have one. Uh, responsibility, though, is super important. Yes, sometimes, like the car situation, we need to acknowledge who is at fault so that we can hold them responsible and accountable for their actions. But that, too, is a responsibility of us. And, of course, fault will come into play at the end of the episode when we talk about crime and stuff like that. But, but hold on to that for now. Uh, the cool thing about taking responsibility, the inspirational part about taking responsibility, you know, the motivational chub in your pants part is that when you take responsibility for everything that happens in your life, you have control over everything that happens in your life. You have control over what happens if you fail a test, over what happens if you get your heart broken, what happens if you get hit by a car. You have more control if you take responsibility for everything that happens in your life. And that will be illustrated further in our next point. I don't have this in the script. I wanted to ad-lib something I thought about over the course of the, you know, I, I don't remember. When did I write this script? I wrote it on Friday. So I think from Friday to and yesterday, I was thinking more about this stuff and I had something to say and I completely and utterly forgot what it was. So while I think about that and I get the book that I need to get, I jump cut. I'm back. I realized a little bit about what I think I was going to say, but I don't remember all of it. Well, here we go, though. Life can suck, and it's going to happen whether you like it or not, but I'm sure you've heard before, life can happen to you or frick. Uh, you can let life happen, or you can choose 
what happens. And you can't always choose what happens. If you get robbed, you got robbed. And you probably didn't choose to get robbed. Maybe you did. Probably not, though. And so here's the thing. You have control over yourself. You are you. There's a lot of things that can happen in your life that can happen to you. Mental or cognitive disorders might are one of the most common things here these days. And we're going to talk about talk about this more later. But say you're depressed. Yeah, you're depressed and you can't just turn it off. Trust me, I've been there and Actually, I have turned it off before, but that's a level of self-control thinking and just cognition that's really hard to teach. So, I mean, one day maybe I'll try to try to go through that. But for now, what I we can say is, when you're depressed, we'll just keep going with that example. You have all of these, you're not really happy, you're not exactly having a good time. And oftentimes, uh, I wrote about this in a two posts on my blog called Misery's Partner, part one and part two. And in these posts, I said, a lot of people when they're sad, they want to make other people sad. So I don't know why maybe it is just I want to make other people feel how I feel. I don't know might be the case might not be I'm not going to go sit and play psychologist there for that one. What did my leg just hit? Oh, Never mind. But here's the thing. You, if you, responsibility is what matters here. You can blame this person, blame that person, do this, do that, their fault, his fault, her fault, whoever's effing fault. It doesn't matter. Yes, it's maybe important to acknowledge it and understand that. So maybe you can handle things. Uh, the the justice system in America, it needs to know who's at fault. Obviously, that's the point of the entire trial. Uh, and I mean, I get not really. I, it's who's at fault and what's the punishment. But those are the two points of the American justice system. Obviously, it's important. Uh, it's important. And we'll talk about crimes again, as I said, at the end of the episode. But here's the thing. If you take responsibility for your life, your actions, yourself, you can do something about your actions, your life, and yourself. Otherwise, you're cocked. You're you're just screwed. It, nothing matters. It then it's just happening. Then you just let it happen. You have no choice. You have no nothing to do about the matter. You are legitimately just hopeless that you can't change anything you can't fix anything it'll just suck and that's the end of the story and that sucks so don't let that happen don't just sit there and point your effing finger it's funny sometimes from the outside in it's funny all the time but from the inside when you're there blame fault it doesn't matter it won't help you to think about it won't help you won't change anything you have to do something with the things that you have you have to make lemonade or lemon pie or whatever the frick you want to with the lemons that life gives you and that's something you need to do with responsibility if someone gives you lemons and all you do is blame them and say this is your fault that i have these lemons yeah sure maybe they're yours now you have them you can try to throw them away but they have some way of coming back to you every time trust me and so that's how you need to 
go forward. You need to take responsibility for your life. And one of my favorite books of all time, getting back to the script now, so I'm going to look at the camera a little bit less. One of my favorite books of all time is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F by Mark Manson uh, with great chapter titles like, oh, that's backwards, stupid effing camera. And so, you know, it has great chapter titles like Don't Try and You're Not Special. How could an a-hole like me not love that book? In one of those chapters, You Are Always Choosing, Mark tells us this story. And I'm going to read it since the full audio is available for free on YouTube. So if you don't want to read it, if you don't want to buy the book, I really recommend that you buy the book. I think artists should artists authors should get paid for their work i i also the only time i'll look up pdfs of books oh crap the only time i'll look up pdfs of books online is after i bought the book and i need to control f something but anyways uh, if you want to listen to the book for free it's on youtube there's a many many videos and i i don't think mark cares at all so you know i mean how could he care when he wrote a book like this but Anyways, I'm going to read this to you now. So, uh, yeah, let's do that. William James had problems, really bad problems. Although born into a wealthy and prominent family, from birth, James suffered life-threatening health issues, an eye problem that left him temporarily blinded as a child, a terrible stomach condition that caused excessive vomiting and forced him to adopt an obscure and highly sensitive diet, trouble with his hearing, back spasms so bad that for days at a time, he often couldn't sit or stand upright. Due to his health problems, James spent most of his time at home. He didn't have many friends and he wasn't particularly good at school. Instead, he passed the days painting. That was the only thing he liked and the only thing he felt particularly good at. Unfortunately, no one else thought he was good at it. When he grew to adulthood, nobody bought his work and as the years dragged on, his father, a wealthy businessman, began ridiculing him for his laziness and lack of talent. Meanwhile, his younger brother, Henry James, James went on to become a world-renowned novelist. His sister, Alice James, made a good living as a writer as well. William was the family oddball, the black sheep. In a desperate attempt to salvage the young man's future, James's father used his business connections to get him admitted into Harvard Medical School. It was his last chance, his father told him. If he screwed this up, there was no hope for him. But James never felt at home or at peace at Harvard. Medicine never appealed to him. He spent the whole time feeling like like a fake and a fraud. After all, if he couldn't overcome his own problems, how could he ever hope to have the energy to help others with theirs? After touring the psychiatric facility one day, James mused in his diary that he felt he had more in common with the patients than with the doctors. A few years went by and, again, to his father's disapproval, James dropped out of medical school. But rather than deal with the brunt of his father's wrath, he decided to get away. He signed up to join an anthropological anthropological expedition to the Amazon rainforest. This was in the 1860s, so transcontinental travel was difficult and dangerous. If you ever played the computer game Oregon Trail when you were a kid, it was kind of like that with the dysentery and drowning oxen and everything. 
Anyway, James made it all the way to the Amazon where the real adventurer was to begin. Surprisingly, his fragile health held up that whole way. But once he finally made it, on the first day of the expedition, he promptly contracted smallpox and nearly died in the jungle. Then his back spasms returned, painful to the point of making James unable to walk. By this time, he was emaciated and starved from the smallpox, immobilized by his bad back and left alone alone in the middle of South America, the rest of the expedition having gone on without him. With no clear way to get home, a journey that would take months and likely kill him anyway, but somehow he eventually made it back to New England where he was greeted by an even more disappointed father. By this point, the young man wasn't so young anymore, nearly 30 years old, still unemployed, a failure at everything he had attempted. With the body that routinely betrayed him and wasn't likely to ever get better, despite all the advantages and opportunities he had been given in life, everything had fallen apart. The only constants in his life in seemed to be suffering and disappointment. James fell into a deep depression and began making plans to take his own life. But one night, while reading lectures by the philosopher Charles Pierce, James decided to conduct a little experiment. In his diary, he wrote that he would spend one year believing that he was 100% responsible for everything that occurred in his life, no matter what. During this period, he would do everything in his power to change his circumstances, no matter matter the likelihood of failure. If nothing improved in that year, then it would be apparent that he was truly powerless to the circumstances around him, and then he would take his own life. The punchline, William James went on to become the father of American psychology. His work has been translated into a bazillion languages, and he was regarded as one of the most influential intellectual-slash-philosophers-slash-psychologists of his generation. He would go on to teach at Harvard, at Harvard and would tour much of the United States and Europe giving lectures. He would marry and have five children, one of whom, Henry, would become a famous biographer and win a Pulitzer Prize. James would later refer to his little experiment as his, quote, rebirth, end quote, and would credit it with everything that he later accomplished in his life. There is a simple realization from which all personal improvement and growth emerges. This is the realization that we individually are responsible for everything in our lives no matter the external circumstances. It's a wonderful story, and rather than sitting here and telling you about it, I'm going to read the rest of the section where he nicely wraps it up. I already started reading a little bit of it. We don't always control what happens to us, but we always control how we interpret what happens to us, as well as how we respond. Whether we consciously recognize it or not, we are always responsible for our experiences. It's impossible not to be. Choosing to not consciously interpret events in our lives is still an interpretation of the events of our lives. Choosing to not respond to the events in our lives is still a response to the events in our lives. Even if you get run over by a clown car and peed on by a busload of school children, it's still your responsibility to interpret the meaning of the event and choose a response response. Whether we like it or not, we are always taking an active role in what's occurring to and within us. We are always interpreting the meaning of every moment and every occurrence. We are always choosing the values which we live and the metrics by which we measure everything that happens to us. Often the same event can be good or bad depending on the metric we choose to use. The point is we are always choosing whether we recognize it or not always. 
comes back to how, in reality, there is no such thing as not giving a single F. It's impossible. We must all give a F about something. To not give a F about anything is still to give a F about something. The real question is, what are we choosing to give a F about? What values are we choosing to base our actions on? What metrics are we choosing to use to measure our life? And are those good choices, good values, and good metrics? And the next section, is the fault and responsibility thing that I talked about a few minutes ago. I'm not going to read that entire section because I abridged it and talked about it myself. And a lot of what I say generally comes from this book. Mark had some wonderful, this is this is one of my favorite books. I highly, highly recommend everyone read it. Or again, it's free, the audio on YouTube. Go give it a listen. It's a wonderful book and it's really funny. Mark is a funny guy and he's a, he's a good author and a good writer. I, I said that like seven times, goodness gracious. But yeah, I super love that chapter and that section specifically. Uh, it's an incredible lesson and one of the nuggets from that book that still sticks with me today. The fact that I have to take responsibility for my actions and overall the consequences in my life, it's extremely helpful. And although initially it might be distasteful, like, oh, how do I take responsibility for the bad things? which is completely an understandable thing. And he talks about that and and fault and responsibility. And although it's uncomfortable, uh, here's the thing, life is life, like the underlying fact about fault and responsibility doesn't change. If something really negative happens, even, you know, the death of a loved one, fortunately or unfortunately, you still are responsible for yourself and your actions and your interpretations of those actions, your feelings, your emotions, all of it. And so, you have to make sure that you're, you know, handling that in the right way. And to be honest, again, having control over yourself, your actions, and all of that is empowering, not harmful. And it's initially, again, it'll, it'll sound distasteful. But at the end of the day, it's empowering, and it helps you move forward. Uh, you know what else is super really distasteful, though? Crime. Crime sucks, sure. Uh, some crimes are dumb, like not being able to fish out of your car window while driving across a ba- bridge, or not being able to have a bathtub in your front lawn past midnight. Uh, those crimes are funny. But most crimes suck, and they suck. Uh, There's no easy way to have this conversation in the next section, uh, but I'll hide my discomfort and awkwardness being a dumb, you know, behind dumb humor. But the first part is the evil, is the really evil crimes uh, like murder. Those people absolutely must be held responsible and accountable for their actions. I talked about the justice system a little bit ago, and this is true for that, especially I have less hand movements for this, I guess. Uh, Maybe the uncomfortable stuff is making me shrink a bit, but Regardless of the circumstances, self-defense aside for murder, of course, crime is crime. Can that crime be possibly justified? Maybe you're a robber because you're poor and you can't eat. I get it. But that doesn't make what you did okay. And that doesn't mean it's not a crime. And that doesn't mean you can't be held and shouldn't be held responsible for it. And then there's this. This one, 
is one that I mentioned a little bit quickly at the top of the episode, and it's not a popular opinion at all, but no one should be able to blame mental illness for their actions, and I, this one's, this is probably the most controversial thing I've ever said here on the podcast, but you have to take responsibility for the things that you do in your life, and here's the thing, it doesn't matter to me that you're depressed or have BPD if you commit an atrocious act, if you do something bad, you did something bad, you might have a reason, and that reason may be valid, sure, but it's bad, what you did is bad, and that's at the end of, like, that's kind of the important part to me, you know, if someone, uh, someone, if not multiple people, there we go, got very hurt from what you did, your mental state may change how we reprimand you, but your actions are yours. Um, more than just heinous acts, even the simple things, you know, like yelling at people, treating people like garbage, you yourself being a piece of garbage. Trust me, I've been there. Does your mental disorder fuel that? It probably fueled mine a little bit. Uh, maybe, but you can absolutely not blame your mental disorder for your horrible actions against other people. You can't hurt someone else's feelings and say, it's bipolar. No, it was you influenced by the bipolar, maybe, but it was you. Not every bipolar person is screaming their heads off at people. You are responsible for your actions. If some people can control it, everyone can control it. We can't go around doing, like, blaming these things. And unfortunate, the unfortunate thing I really want to get at is what happened a few weeks ago at Oxford High School in Michigan. Uh, kids died, um, and some people tried to excuse the shooter's behavior uh, based on he was mentally ill. Uh, there's a lot of people that are mentally ill. I think anxiety numbers in America are close to 40% just for adults. Mental illness is in no way, shape, or form an excuse for evil. It just isn't. Evil behavior is simply evil, and it shouldn't be, it should, and it should be reprimanded. How is a top, you know, how, that's a topic for legislators and philosophers, but evil people or people that do evil things should absolutely be held accountable and held responsible for their actions. This is a topic I don't like to talk about, but although I've talked about death before, this crude, synthetic, and honestly disgusting death at the hands of another person it's not okay. It's not the same as being old and passing away. That's natural and it happens. It's something, but this one, this shouldn't happen. This isn't supposed to happen. Kids are supposed to be kids. They go to school to learn. And yet these days we are building buildings. We are building schools with specific architecture like a curved hallways to make it so less lives are lost to school shootings. These events shouldn't be an inevitable thing that we build buildings and schools around for the sake of damage reduction. They shouldn't happen. Ever. I'm not uber qualified to talk about this topic at all, but as a human being, I am okay with publicly saying I don't want kids to die, and I don't want them to have an enormous fear of dying an unnatural death, an untimely death either. But yes, responsibility, we as a society need to take responsibility for these things and work towards fixing it. And the people who commit these acts should also be held responsible. And honestly, mentally ill people should not be compared to evil people. If someone does something super bad, we shouldn't go around saying that person was depressed. 
maybe that's not the point here. A lot of people are depressed. Not everyone goes around doing really bad things like that. Okay, not all the depression has nothing to do with that. It has to do with so many other things. We shouldn't attach those things to each other. It, It paints a bad light for people that have mental disorders and mental illnesses. They're just people with a few problems that can be fixed with maybe just simple therapy. Most people, all of their problems can be fixed with help and assistance and time. I'm going to go back to my script because I was kind of just talking. Mentally ill people should not be compared to evil people. A lot of people have a mental disorder. Not a lot of people are evil. We shouldn't make the primary reason of the actions of criminals be mental disorders, except for the edge cases, psychosis, schizophrenia. Maybe. Then it is, of course, literally the mental illness. You legitimately have voices in your head telling you things are happening. Your brain is legitimately functioning in a way that you see things that aren't there. And if, okay, those people, yeah, that's a bit different. But people are responsible for their actions. Mental illness is not responsible for anyone's actions any more than emotions are. It's not okay if someone gets mad and hits someone. In the same way, it's not okay if someone has depression so they feel vindicated to hit someone. You are you, and you are wonderful. Do not let an illness, one that you can likely get out of, control you. It's hard. It's not fun, but I've done it. I've seen people do it. You are not your illness. You are you, and you're responsible for you. And that's all, though, for this episode of Seriously Funny. The last part was a diff- definitely a bit more serious. Again, I'm not talented enough uh, to make that not a serious thing, but I talk about anime and music in the outro of these podcasts, so this might be an odd juxtaposition. But if you want to hear more about that topic, I think a Dr. K from Healthy Gamer on YouTube explains it way better. I think it was a video from Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube titled uh, On School Shootings, and he talks about it way more eloquently than me. A lot of my talking points I kind of just took from him because I completely agree. And so if you want to hear more, go uh, go to that video. But I am now, now done with all of my finals. I think I passed all my classes. Maybe I'm still uh, looking at one. I have I got an A in fundamentals and I emailed a professor about getting 0.4 points back or 0.4 points on the class because I have an 89.14. And so I'm literally, if they round, I don't know if they round, I'm literally one, one, 0.4 to one point away from an A. So I emailed them and I'm like, hey man, that's not a lot. Can I just, can I just have that? But we'll see what happens. So hopefully, I mean, I think I treated him well enough for him to, to maybe give it to me. And I did know most of what was happening in the class because I've done coding stuff before, but yeah, hopefully it's fine. Uh, anyways, I watched an anime titled Caligula. I finished it uh, today, actually, in the morning. And so uh, it's the source material is a video game. So it's the Caligula effect. That's the video game, which is uh, like basically guilty pleasure that's what it actually means in psychology and so the anime was a bit rushed because it was 12 episodes and it probably should have been 24 episodes but to be honest uh 
it was really esoteric and there were a lot of weird things happening. It's kind of strange if you know about the pleasure machine hypothetical, where there's a machine people could plug into and always be happy thing. The anime kind of tackles that, I guess. Um, I like the art style. The animation wasn't amazing, but the art style was good. And the animation was mostly bearable. There were some scenes of running that sucked, but Aside from that, it was fine. Uh, I really liked the music in there. It was really, really good. But not many people liked it. I think it has like a 50% on uh, any list for rating. And all of the comments on each episode were just saying that everyone hated it. So probably you wouldn't like it. I like things that I watch generally. And so uh, that's probably why I liked it so much. But Hopefully it's uh, it's fine and you maybe I mean I'll recommend it because I liked it because I like the weird psychology philosophy things or philosophy stuff so maybe I was just into it who knows but yeah I'll tell you to uh, to go give it a watch although it can be uh, a bit confusing especially at the beginning but yeah music is still pretty dry except that i started listening to this artist named keshi he makes songs like joji i highly recommend super chill kind of lo-fi type of music i really like reaper drunk and i just started listening to one from him yesterday called war with heaven which is on the soundtrack for i forgot what movie it was but it came out a few like a month ago or so maybe two months ago i mean time don't really get along but yeah i have work for six days uh from friday to wednesday so when this episode comes out on audio to wednesday uh, so hopefully i can get a good amount of work done even with that but that's all I got going for me. Uh, hopefully by the time I'm recording this, I've scripted out my next YouTube video, which I have. It will be a Notion tutorial, and then I'll hopefully make a YouTube video talking about something. Uh, I also, yeah, I, the Circadian Rhythm epi- YouTube video, I scripted that out, and then I came up with an idea for another video yesterday. And so hopefully I can get, like, I wonder if I can get five videos out at least by the end of break. I don't know if I have, yeah, I want to start a seriously funny clips channel and I made the channel, but I need to upload clips. I don't know if I have enough clippable entries in my episodes. I'm sure I do. So we'll see what happens. I'll look through some episodes and see what I can pull out, but it has to be the video ones, of course. So I only have like three to go through, which is super, super cool and super awesome for me. Anyways, that's all for this episode of Seriously Funny. Thank you for listening. I will talk at you next week, hopefully with something a little bit less serious because we've done like two of those uh, this the past two weeks. To be honest, the next thing I wanted to do was go over a book, The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker, but I think I'll save that one for the week after. Uh, so maybe. It depends on if I can come up with another idea. No promises. So Hopefully I will come up with something and uh, we'll get something a little bit funnier next week. But uh, yeah, no promises. Uh, Yeah, much love. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Peace.